0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated.
1: Tech Guide, episode 570. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company once again. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And on this week's show... Apple has confirmed an overheating issue with the iPhone 15 Pro and it's also outlined what it's going to do about it. Meta has released the new Quest 3 mixed reality headset and Norton has launched an all-in-one security solution for small businesses. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a listen to the new JBL Live Free 2 noise-cancelling earphones. DJI has released the Mini Pro 4 drone and the new ASUS smartphone that is bucking the large screen trend. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. If anyone tells you that the iPhone 15 Pro and the iPhone 15 Pro Max are really hot products, they are actually telling you the literal truth. There is an issue Apple has admitted. uh, There are some overheating issues happening with the brand new smartphone. And just to be clear, it's affecting some customers, not everyone. Uh, I've had the iPhone 15 Pro and the Pro Max for two weeks haven't had this issue myself. So I'm just putting that out there. But Apple has, though, admitted there is, for some customers, a an issue with the phone operating a little warmer than usual. They've identified the issue, and they are going to release a software update, so an iOS 17 update, to address the issue. So uh, we've, we've heard over the last week or so, where customers picking up their new iPhone 15 Pro and the 15 Pro Max have reported that the phone is a bit hot. It's overheated a little bit. Apple has said, yes, this is an issue that they've identified. They say that it's happening because of third-party apps, and in particular, Instagram and Uber. These have been the apps that have been identified by Apple. So Apple's really pushed them out front and center to say that they are operating uh, increased with increased background activity. Uh, so the other issue as well is that a lot of customers, of course, when they buy, there's a brand new iPhone, don't forget. So what they're doing, they're running, they're installing older, their, their iPhone backup, which means there's a lot of stuff happening in the background. It is quite a... A uh, busy period for the phone because all the all the apps and your photos and everything are coming onto the new device. and that increased workload is obviously having an effect. Apple dismissed that it was maybe a problem with the A17 pro chip. That's Apple's very own silicon. We all know that whenever you whenever you work a, a chip hard, it does produce heat and needs to be cooled down. So Apple said no. Uh, there, there, was, there was talk that they may need to throttle the A17 Pro chip uh, back slightly so it doesn't produce as much heat. They said, no, that's not going to happen because that's not the cause of the issue. The other theory was that the design of the new 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max and the fact they're using a new titanium construction, there was rumour that and talk of that, that that could have been the problem as well. Because this is the first phone to use titanium. Last year, I think 12, 13, 14 were using stainless steel, surgical grade stainless steel. The 15 is the first to try out its new titanium construction. And again, Apple knocked that on the head pretty clearly. Now, Apple did actually release a statement about the issue. So they've come out in front of this. I'll read you the statement. They It says, We have identified a few conditions which can cause iPhone to run warmer than expected. The device may feel warmer during the first few days after setting up or restoring the device because of increased background activity. We've also found a bug in iOS 17 that is impacting some users and will be addressed in a future software update. Another issue involves some recent updates to third party apps that are causing them to overload the system. That's Instagram Uber and the, uh, the game asphalt nine, I think is the game that that was mentioned as well. That was operating in the background a little bit overzealously uh, asphalt nine legends. So we are working with these new developers. This is Apple statement again on fixes that are in the process of rolling out. So, uh, the, there's talk that this may be addressed in iOS 17.1, which is currently in beta. And if it is if they do wait for that, it's not going to hit till late October. So what I'd, what I think is going to happen is that Apple will issue a smaller software update in the next week or so. like it'll be iOS 17.02 or something. So it'll be something a smaller update, but rather than waiting for the larger 17.1 update, they will probably push something out. I wouldn't be surprised if it's before the end of the week. And as I said, I have been using the iPhone 15 Pro Max and the iPhone 15 Pro and have not had an issue with the overheating. And I've been using Instagram, I've been using Uber on my device and I haven't had any problem with it. I haven't played that game, the Asphalt 9 uh, Legends or whatever it's called, uh, but. The other apps I've certainly used uh, quite often and haven't had the uh, the up uh, the overheating issue. And for all those, I've had a few responses on on uh, on social media from readers saying, "Oh, great! I'm, I've just ordered the fifteen. Have I made the wrong decision? No, you haven't. It's it's not a major issue. Uh, I think it's." It's good that Apple has actually addressed it. They've acknowledged it. It's not like it's going to set your house on fire or anything. It's not. It's not a major issue, but it is something that Apple's acknowledged and that they are absolutely working towards fixing with that software update. So if you have ordered the 15 Pro and the 15 Pro Max, you can still do that with confidence because uh, it, it's 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 not a major issue. It is a slight issue on a phone that's going to be hugely popular. We we've like I said, I've been using this phone a couple of weeks. Really like it. the The fifteen Pro Max, especially with that improved camera system, it is quite quick. the uh, The A seventeen Pro chip is uh, is lightning, but it's not causing the issues. It is apparently those apps running in the background when they shouldn't be, or not doing it in the right way. If you want to read more about the iOS, uh, oh sorry, the iPhone 15 Pro issue, the overheating issue, uh, you know it's you know it's a story when it hits the evening news. I was just looking at the, I'm recording this on a Monday, and I've just seen the, the highlights of the evening news, and they're going to be talking about it as well. So, a lot of people are interested in the new phone, and. But rest assured, this problem is going to be solved. Uh, it's some slight overheating for some customers. As I said, not everyone has experienced this. I haven't. Some will, but you're good to know that an update is coming to solve the problem.
0: Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
1: Okay, let's switch gears and talk about Meta and in particular, their new Meta Quest Three headset. This is a new mixed reality headset that was announced at the uh, the Meta Connect event in Silicon Valley last week. This was headed by Meta Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg, and he's talking about was talking about the Quest Three. It's going to be available in mid October. It's going to have ten times the resolution of Quest Two. Now I've tried Quest Two, and it was pretty cool. If this has got 10 times the resolution, you're talking 4K quality here, powered by the Snapdragon XR2 from Qualcomm. So this is a powerful unit to run the latest graphics-intensive games. We're talking Asgard's Wrath 2, Assassin's Creed Nexus. These are cutting-edge, brand-new games built for this platform. So you'll be able to play games, exercise, stream content in 4K and also enjoy immersive 3D audio as well so it's both an audio and visual experience uh, the controllers have also been redesigned as well the touch plus controllers are a lot smaller now and they offer haptic feedback uh, apparently the they are smaller there's the, the there was a big ring on top of the controllers to ha- help the headset establish the position of the controllers, but now uh, the new technology on board means that they can recognize it through the cameras and other sensors. So there's no need to have these extravagantly large controllers to hold. They're, they're much smaller. They also announced uh, the new Ray-Ban smart glasses as well. But before I talk more about that, I should address the fact that Mark Zuckerberg, when he did announce the the new Quest 3, which by the way is going to be 799. Australian dollars when it's released in mid-October. Uh, he did mention, he did. there was a little line he mentioned where he said, the Quest 3 is one of the best value headsets in the industry. Now, this, this was clearly a shot across the bow at Apple, who at the Worldwide Developers Conference back in June unveiled the Vision Pro headset, which I've tried and is remarkable. So I think if if Mark Zuckerberg's comparing this product, uh, an eight hundred dollar product, to a what will be a five thousand dollar product here in Australia, I'm not, look I, I haven't used the Quest three, but I, I'd say it's probably not in the same ballpark as the Vision Pro. I, I, I I'm assuming that because of the price and the Vision Pro is a standalone computer and can operate on its own without needing a phone or any other device, which I suspect is what Quest 3 can... Uh, now, Quest 3 can connect through Wi-Fi, but I, I, I think comparing the two is like comparing a Rolls-Royce with with a, with a Hyundai. They're, they're not the same product. So, a little bit of a cheeky shot across the bow from Mark Zuckerberg at Apple, uh, saying about... Uh, mentioning the fact that it's the best value headset in the industry. So, yeah, that was a bit of a veiled swipe at, at Apple, but... No harm done. Uh, now, back onto the Ray-Ban smart glasses. Now, these have been – this is version two. The first version came out a couple of years ago, and they still have the onboard 12-megapixel cameras, and I understand that it is a, l- a bit less discreet. In other words, you can tell a lot more clearly if someone is filming you with the Ray-Ban the, the Ray-Band smart glasses. The first version, which I've got and I've used and reviewed, uh, a little white. Uh, there was a little white indicator light that that illuminated if you were recording someone, but it was very hard to see even inside. It was hard to see that was on, and so it meant that you could be recording someone without their knowledge. Basically, what I understand is the new version has a much clearer indicator light. I think it's red so that the person you're looking at can acknowledge the fact that your cameras are rolling. So, uh, yeah, that would cause a bit of concern, uh, not only with the first one, but also this version. It was, uh, there was some talk about uh, how these could be termed, classed as spy glasses, because people couldn't tell that easily that you were filming them. The whole idea of the Meta Smart Glasses is that they can record 30 seconds of full high-definition video at a time as well as being used to for live streaming. So live streaming on Instagram and Facebook, as well as being able to, to record a full HD video uh, 30 seconds at a time or uh, to stream live for up to 30 minutes at a time. It's actually up to a minute of full HD. If you're just recording straight off the camera, uh, up to a minute of full HD, through the 12-megapixel cameras, and it's 30 minutes, up to 30 minutes of a live stream. Uh, the other thing that they've, they've talked about, too, in passing associated with the smart glasses is Meta AI, the Meta AI chatbot assistant. And they're saying that, because uh, you've got to remember, the glasses can, can also have, they have speakers in the arm, so you can actually hear music and talk on the phone and do whatever you need to do through the, the glasses. And so with the Meta AI chatbot assistant, that could also come into play and help you with things that you're looking at. For example, best example would be say you're in a foreign country and you're looking at a sign that is not English. The AI could come over the top and translate that in your eyeline and tell you, okay, yeah, what that, that sign reads... Uh, do don't keep off the grass. Uh, in you might be in Portugal or Spain or somewhere where you don't know the language, and you're able to to be told through the Met AI chatbot. The pricing for the Ray bans haven't been announced for Australia, but it was two nine nine US dollars. So I'd say that makes them probably four four, $4 nine Aussie, perhaps four nine nine Aussie dollars. So uh, and again they are due from mid October. I think October seventeenth to be precise. And there's two styles. Uh the the they've but Meta's uh, partnered up with the Ray-Ban Parent Company, Essilor Luxotica, which is the parent company. In uh, there'll be three styles for the Ray-Ban smart glasses as well. There you have it: Quest 3 and Ray-Ban smart glasses. If you want to check it out, you can do so at techguide.com.au. Now, Norton has come up with a new all-in-one internet security solution for small businesses and entrepreneurs. And of course, Norton are our great sponsors of the show. Just want to, just to, we are talking about their product, but they do they are our sponsor. Uh, they've launched this new all-in-one internet security solution for small to medium businesses and entrepreneurs. And the idea behind it is, it's a, it's a smart one because... We think of whenever we think of internet security, we think of it for individuals. So say I've got it for my laptop, for my desktop, for my mobile devices, and it is more a personal product. But if you're running a small business where you've got multiple computers and and database and everything else, and you you're not quite the size of a large enough company to have a dedicated IT department, then this is ideal. Because it's designed to cover, I think, up to twenty computers, and with all the same safety features as you'd expect from the personal Norton security systems as well. So you, you got to remember, small businesses very important part of Australia. There's ninety seven point five percent of all businesses in Australia are small businesses. So they do provide a lot of employment. Uh, they 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 are the lifeblood of our economy. So. That they they need the same IT protection as the larger companies. Now, cyber criminals are aware of this. They're aware of small businesses and their limitations when it comes to IT. And they often target them as well because it's a numbers game. If they can target... 900 small businesses compared to five major companies, the chances of success with those smaller businesses are higher because they don't quite have the same large team of IT and and that same firewall protection as those larger businesses, those larger corporations. So small businesses are often targeted. Uh, they, they're scams and phishing threats knowing that these criminals know they don't have the same resources as those larger businesses. And uh, data from the Australian Cybersecurity Centre has revealed that 62% of small to medium businesses in Australia have experienced some type of cyber security breach. So this isn't a, a new problem. It's been there for a while. Uh, the most common threat that cyber criminals send are phishing emails. So they're trying to—that's a little bit of social engineering. They're trying to get through into your systems by getting one of your employees to click on a link, and that, and that, and thereby offering them a passage into your system. That's how a lot of these breaches occur. Someone in the in the industry in the in the company clicks on a link, and that gives these the the hackers access to their systems. So with the Norton Security for small businesses, the all this all-in-one solution it allows them to have that protection. So just like if you were to click on a link, if you're an individual user like myself, a user, so you say you click on a link and I often see a big red sign saying, oh, dangerous website blocks, then you know it's not very safe to go to that particular website. And so it's the same thing with a phishing email. If you click a link on a phishing email, the Norton will come down hard on that email and say, sorry, no, we're not sending you there because we know that's a malicious site. So Norton has the expertise and and constantly updating that as well to make sure you've got the very latest protection. Now, the included features include a secure browser. So they have their own browser now that makes it uh, safe search and adds all those in. There's a password manager, so all your employees can manage all their passwords. VPN, so that's virtual private network, so that say one of your employees goes to the airport and needs to send an email those free public Wi-Fi, anyone could be snooping on what they're doing, but having a VPN is your own private tunnel into the internet, and thereby that little bit of communication is safe and away from any prying eyes as well. It also includes automated automated PC cleaning and optimizations to keep the healthier PC there for longer, secure cloud backup for PCs to help reduce the risk of a loss of business data. They've got software and driver updaters to help keep all your software up to date because the more up to date your, your software is, there are fewer vulnerabilities. It also has IT coverage and maintenance for up to 20 devices, a 100% virus protection promise as well. So uh, this is uh, the Norton Small Business. Uh, It's available now. Prices starting at $89.95 for the first year with options for 6, 10, or 20 device plans. Obviously, the more devices, the more it's going to cost, but I think that's a, a great investment in the security of your business. Norton Small Business. It's available now. And if you want to find out more, of course, you can read about it at techguide.com.au.
0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. And now, a tech guide review with Stephen Fennec.
1: Kicking off the reviews this week are the JBL Live Free 2 uh, true wireless earphones. Now, is that live free or live free? Is it live? Is it live free? Live free? Same spelling. I'm assuming it's live, live. Anyway, I'm going to call them live. JBL Live Free 2. Uh, You can read it for yourself and and pronounce it in your head how you like when you read my review on Tech Guide. But I'm going to go with Live Free because that's better better than not living free. The JBL Live Free 2s, these are the true wireless earphones with active adaptive noise cancellation, have superior audio quality thanks to the JBL Signature Sound. They also have an interesting shape. There's like pill-shaped earphones. They're oval. So that means they can fit more people. So that shape means that they can, if you put it in, twist it sideways, it's going to to secure itself in your ear. Now, I've, I've used these. In fact, the, the ears that you see on my story, actually, I, I've, I haven't put them in there, but I will. The the ears that you will see in my story are actually my wife, who has much smaller ears than I have, and yet they fit her perfectly. Uh, so uh, there's that. In fact, while I'm while I'm talking about this, I'm going to upgrade the I'm going to update the website in real time. I am now opening that story, and I'm inserting the photo of my wife wearing these as I speak. So this is live editing on the podcast. So there's her picture there, and I'm going to insert into post. And I'm going to update the story, and there we have it. Now, if you when you look at this, now of course the there will be a photo. The person whose ear that is, uh, with little diamond earring, that's my wife. That's my wife's ear. So you'll see it fits her ear, and my ear is a lot bigger than hers, and it fits me perfectly as well. So comfortable fit for everybody. That's the reason why they made them in that shape to begin with. Now, as I mentioned, JBL have that signature sound, so it's a really impressive mixture of detail, clarity, and bass, and it does deliver. I've got to say, this is a, these are 199 bucks, probably the best value active noise cancelling uh, earphones on the market, and even the noise cancellation is pretty high quality, competing with the with the brands that cost twice as much. And it's also adaptive noise cancellation as well, which means it can, can study the level of noise around you and adjust the level of noise cancellation on the on the move. So if, if you're in a, say you're on a, a loud bus or a train, the it's going to pump up the noise cancellation so that you're still, that's being closed out. But if you're say in a quiet office or at home or somewhere where there's not a lot of noise, you might be in the park then it's not going to have to work as hard to cancel out any uh, any outside noise. So that that translates to not only a good feature but also to power efficiency as well because it doesn't have to do as much work in those areas. Your battery's going to last longer. The battery on this lasts up to seven hours on a single charge and there's another 28 hours in the charging case. The charging case also happens to be Qi wireless compatible. So the same wireless charger that can charge your phone – can also charge the earphones case as well. Now, on board, there are six beam forming microphones. So I know a lot of people use these for phone calls as well. And what they're they're designed to reduce background noise and wind so your calls are nice and clear. I did a couple of radio interviews wearing these and they did not know the difference that I was on a pair of earphones. They thought I was just talking into my phone. So it worked out. I was walking down a pretty busy street and there was no telling the difference in the sound quality. There's also an ambient aware mode. This is important because you really do need at times to be aware of your surroundings. So say if you're exercising maybe near a busy road, you might be at an airport. You don't want to miss your flight announcement. So there is a reason. There are times where ambient aware is a a very handy feature to have. There's also talk-through. So if you're talking to someone, you put them on the talk-through mode. This switches on all the microphones so you can hear the person you're talking to really clearly. You can hear yourself really clearly. So it's like it's uh, enhancing real life because it's using the microphones to help you hear better and for you to be heard as well. So uh, that is pretty cool also. So it means you don't have to take the earphones out if you're talking to someone. Is that rude if you're just still talking to someone with the earphones out? Do you have to explain? I've got to talk through, so I'm not being rude. I can hear you quite clearly. I'm not listening to music right now. I'm talking to you. Is that? Do you have to explain yourself there? Is that an etiquette problem? Or is it just common courtesy just to take them out of your ears? Well, anyway, if you don't want to take them out of your ears, talk through is going to help you. There's another feature too while you're making call, while you're on a call called voice aware. And this is this basically means how how much of your own voice you want to hear during a call. So right now I'm talking to you. I've got a microphone. I've got my earphones. I can hear myself. I'd like to hear my levels. So hear how I'm speaking. And you can do the same with the, with the JBL earphones. Basically, I think is to monitor the quality of your voice. So, so you, if you're coming through clear in your own ears, then it must be coming through clear for the person you're talking to as well. You can adjust that up and down as well. Uh, on the outside, there are touch controls. So easy to navigate your music, answer and end calls, switch between noise cancelling, ambient aware, talk through, all those modes. Uh, There's also two, this is cool. They've got the multi-point connection. They call it dual connect and sync. So if imagine you've got these connected to, they're already paired to your phone and you hop on a train or a bus and you are watching something on your computer or a tablet. So you're catching up with the favorite show. You might be watching a movie or something. You get a phone call the JBLs will automatically switch back to the phone. You can answer through the JBLs. Once you hang up, they switch immediately back to the to the tablet or laptop you connected to as well, and so really seamless switching between the two. Very handy. There is an app as well, the JBL headphones app. Handy for seeing the charge level of each of your each of your buds and the case. Uh, is also where you get all your software updates if you need them. You can also switch between modes, ANC, Ambient Aware, Talk Through. The other feature is an equalizer. So if you wanted to, you switch this on. There's preset equalizer modes. There's jazz, bass, club, studio, vocal. I tried them all, and I couldn't tell much difference between them all. I thought, well, they don't really do anything. But there is also a big plus sign, so you can create your own equalizer go to town, but as I said, the, the preset uh, equalizer, they really didn't do much. didn't change much at all. So uh, yeah, the the JBL live live free, live live free too. Uh, they have an IPX5 rating. So if uh, that means they're water resistant basically. So if you're in the gym, on a run, on a walk, or in a downpour, you have no worries at all. Uh, I mentioned the seven hour battery time. I mentioned already the Qi compatible case as well. But the price, $199. bucks. i have got to say, these things really punch above their weight in terms of audio quality. The level of noise cancellation is super impressive, as good as headphones that are $300 and $400, and these are $199. So JBL really doing a good job here. The JBL Live Free 2, uh, the true wireless earphones. They are, uh, as I said in the review, probably the best value ANC headphones, uh, earphones you can get right now. They're really cool. Available in black, blue, and pink. We got the pink ones. They're the ones you can see on our story on Tech Guide. If you want to check it out, of course, that review, techguide.com.au. DJI is at it again. They've released the new Mini 4 Pro. Now, this is a pretty impressive photography solution. That fits inside a drone that weighs less than 250 grams. The fact that it's 249 grams is not a coincidence. It's under the magic number. It's under 250, which means you can fly safely uh, around the world. So it's exempt from registration and from most drone regulations around the world. So that's handy, and I offer. I like to travel with my with my drone, especially with these small ones because they're easy to take with you. But now that they've got the Mini Four Pro, which is really up the camera, the camera quality and features. Uh, having that two four nine uh, under two fifty weight as well also means you can fly safely within the designated five point five kilometer range of a controlled airspace. I live in the eastern suburbs here. Close to the airport, if I were to fly a regular drone above 250 grams, it would take off and immediately land. It it'll, it'll say uh, NFZ, no fly zone, because I'm so close to the airport. But with the the Mini Four Pro and other DJI drones under 250, I'm able to fly. I can't go above 130 meters, and I've, I've got to fly safely. Of course, I've got to follow every other regulation. But because it's under 250. I'm able to do it. And I, uh, I recently had uh, some solar work on my solar panels. I had them – I had some uh, – because they often – birds nest underneath your solar panels. So I had them bird-proofed and to send uh, – I needed to send a photo of the panels to the company to gave me a quote, to give me a quote. And so what I did, I, I found – I had a, a DJI 249-gram drone and I, I took off and was able to photograph the roof – uh, despite being close, yeah, you know, within the 5.5k range to the airport, I was able to still shoot the roof, get up there and, and send the photos that they required. But if I was to use, say, my Inspire 2, which weighs about seven kilos, that wouldn't be able to get off the ground because it's too close to the airport. Again, another advantage of that 250 gram limit. Now, on the imaging side, the Mini 4 Pro has a one and one third inch CMOS sensor, can shoot 48 megapixel stills, 4K HDR video at up to 60 frames per second and slow-mo 4K at 100 frames per second. So that's uh, it has the enhanced noise reduction algorithm as well. Pros are going to love this too uh, because it does also have the 10-bit D-Log-M recording for post-production color grading. That seems to be a common thing now with a lot of cameras. The GoPro had this. Other drones have had it too because you've got to think these are used in professional shoots and they need to color grade it. They need it to match other shots in their production. And, of course, for the social, social media uh, influencers and people who love sharing their exploits on social media, there's also the true vertical shooting as well, which basically means the camera tilts on its side and shoots in portrait mode. Uh, so you can share that immediately on social media and and watch it on your smartphone too because it's not just for uh, TikTok and Instagram. You want to watch it on your phone, then you can have it in the right shape to, to enjoy it without having to turn your phone sideways. So it does shoot 48 megapixel RAW uh, and uses smart photos so they confuse uh, HDR imaging, scene recognition, and you get all these amazing results. It also, too, and and for f- maybe first-time pilots, it is uh, worry-free flying because there is omnidirectional obstacle sensing with, with it's got wide-angle sensors and downward vision sensors so it can detect any kind of obstacle in every direction. So you're not going to fly into a tree, into the side of a building, It's going to stop you before you can do that. On the battery side, flight time is up to 34 minutes with a regular battery, but you can buy the Intelligent Flight Battery Plus battery and get a 45-minute flight time. So that's a bit bigger battery, of course, but 45 minutes, that's amazing. You can also set waypoints, and so you can fly an automatic route, set up a cruise control feature as well, say for long distance steady flight. Say you're going in a certain path, you can set up a cruise control, and then you can focus on the photography, so you can move the camera around and just worry about, you don't have to worry about flying the drone because it's in cruise control, you've got to be safe, of course, but you can then focus on the on the photography side of things, which is awesome. It also has the return to home, the the old RTH feature, which has been used by many a drone pilot because they get into trouble. They hit the RTH, that means return to home. It'll land right at your feet, exactly from where you took off. That saved a few people, myself included. There's also, you can lock on and track uh, targets with uh, Active Track 360. So if you want to focus on like a car driving or something moving person, you can lock on and it'll it'll follow them uh, as you move around. There's also all the master shots, quick shots as well. So your dronies, your helixes, your boomerangs, all of those are built in too. Uh, you can also run hyperlapse, panoramic shots, and you can quickly transfer photos and videos to your smartphone without linking the controller so they're instantly ready to share. Now, there are a few different versions of the DJI Mini 4 Pro. There is Uh, There is a version that starts at $1,119. That's just for the Pro itself and the N2 remote. If you want to go to $1,419, you get the RC2 remote. That's got the screen built in. uh, And you get a few other things like the intelligent flight battery uh, some extra propellers. If you want to go the Fly More combo, that's sixteen hundred bucks, and you get the Intelligent Flight batteries, the uh, charging hub. Uh, if you want to go all the way, the Pro Fly More Combo Plus, that gives you the Intelligent Flight Battery Plus battery, so those larger batteries as well. They're all all these different versions are listed on Tech Guide, starting though at one thousand one hundred and nineteen bucks. The DJI Mini 4 Pro, they're always innovating and coming up with these great new drones. Never a better time to jump in if you've never never bought one before or used one before. They're not only delivering the highest quality you've ever seen, but also they're easier to fly than ever before as well. So win-win for everyone. If you want to take a closer look, check it out, techguide.com.au. Now we know the name ASUS from their laptops and gaming laptops as well. They're pretty big there. They've also got a gaming phone. They've got a an ROG Republic of Gamers phone, which is like a, it's like a gaming laptop that's been shrunk down to the size of a phone. But it's a big phone. It's like a six point eight inch, six point nine inch screen. It's got cooling systems and it's just crazy but asus has also uh, bringing they're also bringing into australia the zen phone 10 now this is a smartphone that as i said in the intro it bucks the trend of smartphones right now the trend for smartphones right now is bigger screens bigger devices it's a big 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 show it wants to put on for you so a lot of customers don't have a choice uh, unless they buy a folding phone but the, the trend is big screen, big experience, big phone, there you go. Well, ASUS has uh, decided to cap the Zenfone 10 to, a, to just 5.9 inches, which, you know what, a few years ago, that was a big phone. But compared to today, that's not. It's under 6 inches. It's very hard to find a phone under 6 inches. Uh, well, the Zenfone 10 is one of them. Not only has it a 5.9-inch display, but it also has 140 hertz refresh rate. It's an AMOLED screen, uh, and despite its smaller size, still a powerful performer. It's got the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 mobile platform, uh, has a dual camera system as well. There's a six-axis hybrid gimbal stabilizer, so it does make uh, rock-steady videos for you. It does have the new adaptive electronic image stabilization system. So you are getting those those amazing shots and does have also 3D surround sound recording capabilities. So, uh, and on the selfie front, 32 megapixel front camera. Thanks very much. So you it going to be looking pretty special uh, even uh, and it and offers outstanding image quality with those uh, algorithms, uh, even in low light situations. So uh, it is pretty good. The Zen phone 10 also has AI features, and these, these come into play for the camera, as I mentioned, intelligent camera features, but also does tweak the user interface based on how you use the phone, which is smart. It gets used to the person rather than the person having getting used to the phone. And it does have a, a power-efficient CPU. It does have a battery life that's actually 13% better than the previous version, despite having the same size battery, which is 430 mega, megawatt-hours, uh, MAH, 4,300 4, uh milliamp hours actually I should say. Um and but it's still nearly it's 12.9% to be precise, more efficient than last time. It does also have 30 watt hypercharge capability. That's faster than the new iPhone. You can charge it. So faster charging. Uh, It also Qi compatible wireless charger as well. It comes with six up to 16 gig of RAM and 512 gig storage available in black, midnight black, starry blue, Aurora green Eclipse Red and Comet White—some great colour names there. Love to have that job. I've mentioned that before. Naming colours for a company—that'd be my. That'd be great. Uh, they're available now at the ASUS eStore. And JB Hi-Fi. So if you want to go all the way, sixteen gig, five twelve gig storage, one thousand four hundred and ninety nine bucks. If you want to just have eight gig of storage and two fifty six gig RAM, it's one thousand two hundred and ninety nine bucks. And the the top of the line model, uh, with all the bells and whistles, is only available in black. If you do want one of those nice colors, you're going to have to settle for the eight gig, two fifty six gig RAM model. But still, both pretty powerful. If you want to check it out for yourself, the tiny but mighty Asus Zenfone 10, check it out, techguide.com.au.
0: You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fenwick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information being exposed to cybercriminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com.
0: All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk.
1: Yes, welcome to the Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by Belkin. Belkin is the place to go. The iPhone 15 is now USB-C. If you've got any USB-C needs, you can meet them all at belkin.com forward slash AU. And they've also got great MagSafe products, charging stands, you name it, they've got it. Now, I thought I'd talk about, I, I did have an interesting few emails about people migrating to new devices and they've had this their their current device for quite a while and haven't had to migrate there to a new device for, I'm talking up to eight years, okay? So it's time for these people, they've emailed me to say, look, I'm, I'm going to get the new version, I'm going to move across, what do I do? They'll have one email from a guy who had an iMac for the past eight years and another one from a lady who was going to move up to the iPhone 15, I think she was moving up from the iPhone 10 or, or even the 8. Um, and I said, look, they said, look, we need help. Can you recommend anyone to help us to transfer our stuff? And my answer to both was, well, you can do it easily yourself. It's not that hard. With a Mac, when you're setting up a new Mac, it'll ask you to, if you want to migrate it, migrate stuff from your old Mac or from a time machine backup and in that process it tells you exactly what you need to do. If you're if you've still got your old Mac, you can actually literally connect a cable between the two. Uh, it'll you can then get everything transfer everything across to the new computer. Or if you simply connect your hard drive with the latest time machine backup, that's going to transfer everything as well. It's a really simple process to do that. This guy said, "Look, do you know if, if there's someone who can help me do it?" There, there are, but save the money and do it yourself, it's not too hard. Same thing when it comes to transferring you to a new iPhone. Now, what you'll find, if you have your old iPhone next to the new one, as soon as you turn on the new one, it'll detect there's another iPhone nearby and it'll, it'll tell you, do you want to tr- make this the new iPhone? Do you want to transfer your stuff? It'll then create a little pattern on the old phone and then you use the new phone to, to snap that little pattern and then it'll pair them and then transfer all your stuff all you got to do is set up your Face ID again. Uh, then you got to uh, just just put in your password for your, your Apple ID and you're off to the races. It, it's like I, I transferred uh, – I did this to all four of the new iPhone 15s and each time it took probably 45 minutes to go from starting to finishing. And when I'm talking transferring every photo, every app, every setting, everything. It was under an hour. The new phone was ready to go. All I had to do was put the new SIM in it, and I'm and I was good to go. So it is. It isn't that hard if you think about it. I know there's some people listening thinking, "Oh, I don't think I'll be confident enough to do that." It's it's really simple. You can you can really easily do it. Give it a try. Look, you're not going to break it if you if you if you do try it. But uh, whether it's a computer, whether it's a phone, and this applies to not just to iPhones. It, it applies to, to Windows computers. The, if you've got a backup, it can easily put that in the new computer. Even Android, going Android to new Android is simple as anything. So you're able to do that as well. That is the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, you can, of course, read more about it at techguide.com.au. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us as well, our email address is info@techguide.com.au. or easier still, click the Ask Stephen icon with the Belkin. There's the Belkin uh, brand on there. They sponsor the help desk as well as the Ask Stephen section on our website click on that, it will open up an email form and I will get your email that way as well. We want to also give a special thanks to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who've been supporting the Tech Guide podcast for many years. We'll be back with another show next week. Thank you so much for listening. So until then, stay safe and stay connected i